Welcome to The Odds Couple, a presentation of ESPN Chicago. The Odds Couple is brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino Las Vegas. The Odds Couple. Here's your host, Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. Welcome into your weekend, everybody. Time for another episode of The Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFalco. We're with you every week on the ESPN Chicago app. You'll get the encore replay this Saturday morning at 10 a.m. And we've got a full show packed with baseball and football. The slumping White Sox, the surging Cubs, the trade deadline around the corner, and the marvelous, miraculous, spectacular Shohei, Hota- Shohei Otani, who did, uh, you know, the only, he became the only player ever in baseball history to do what he did yesterday in both games of a doubleheader. So, Mikey, always a pleasure to be alongside, and we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about this weekend. Oh, yeah. Good to be with you. Good to be with Brendan Carmen. I'll tell you what, uh, we got all sorts of things to talk about, uh, but the slumping White Sox that you said, it's not a slump. Whew. It's bad baseball. It's a bad baseball team. Not fundamentally sound. Uh, the Cubs series will uh, expose them. Yes. Uh, my brother who lives in South Carolina, Danny, as big a Cub fan as you'll ever want to find, doesn't watch the Sox out there, watches the Cubs. Mm-hmm. He had wa- he watched both games. The first thing he said is, what's Jake Berger doing at second? I didn't even know it. Good question. I switch over. I go, what? <laughs> and I watch him at second base. Now, I all credit to Jake. God bless the kid. I Playing mean- good baseball. Hits two homers. I know. Makes nice plays. But that's not where he was supposed to be. Grandel wasn't supposed to be at first. Oh. Anderson wasn't supposed to hit 230. Moncada wasn't supposed to be a walking hospital. Right. Eloy's batting stance stops him from being the dominant player he could be. I would change, try to change that front foot immediately. I don't care how it ends up. He's always moving. He's never still. And then, I mean, I'm watching this stuff, and then I'm watching where Cole is positioned. Last night, and there's two balls down the right field line. The location from Cease was absolutely horrible. And am I upset about the White Sox? Yes. And when I hear the uh, Rick Hahn, uh, who's, uh, you know, say that we're real disappointed, you should be devastated. Mm-hmm. You should be devastated because your legs as a baseball executive are gone because of what you promised and it's not happening and the ball players i bet the white Sox yesterday folks and i'll tell mm. you why because the system told me to and i'd been hot and i'd been hot this way i bet minus 170 or one and a half i bet and i bet them uh at, at plus 105 and do you know i can't find a player that will run through the bag mm. they there's a ground ball to third they're slowing up five feet before the bag I was taught, I think most players, if you watch the good team, they run through the bag and they run hard. Cleveland runs through the bag. No, they definitely do. And, and I mean, I see just things that are happening here that professionals are not acting like professionals. They're throwing their mitts on the field. They're a give-up team right now. Yeah, well said. I, I, don't, uh, I don't know what else I can add. My disappointment level with this team going oh, back to, to last year is at an all-time high. I'm this real window, disappointed. Oof. Huh. I mean this this window is closed shut after two playoff wins. That's it. Um, you know they're starting to sell off again. They're they're not gonna. I, I don't care the terminology that they use. To be honest, uh, retool, rebuild, oh, don't whatever even it is. Start that with me. Yeah, it's it's. I, I will never know. believe as long as you have the same architect. Right. Yeah. Like where where what are you gonna do? I will never believe in anything these guys do. Right. Like, Sorry. I mean, I'm just watching this. I didn't I didn't write the narrative, but I predicted it. Yeah. 
I predicted this. And I, you know, like I love the one the the catching prospect they got from the Angels. You gotta love him, but I just wonder is this the organization that can you know develop him properly and I'm get the tired most of out of the him? Prospect thing. I'm hearing this for the Cubs. I just put out a video. Don't do it. Last year I said don't get rid of half of Contreras. They got rid of Contreras. That's fine, but don't don't get rid of Bellinger. Don't get rid of Stroman. You signed these guys. You're four down in the loss. What do you? There's a hundred games left. There's too much give up by the media. Too much give up by some talk show hosts. Too much give up by people that apparently never competed. You don't give up now. What happens if you miss the playoffs though, and Bellinger because go, tra- goes? And why do you have to break it up? Why can't you keep this team for next year? Why you? You got a, t- a player like Bellinger, and Khan wants to get rid of him. Is that what Ricketts bought the team for? To sit yeah, it's dance? hard for him. I know. It's going to be hard for him. I mean, you're it's... sitting in the stands, and you always wanted to win. You get that one win. and now, But did you sit in the stands and go, someday I'm going to have Swanson, Bellinger, I'm going to have Stroman. We're going to be knocking on the door. And I'm gonna sell. I just don't know if you if you lose him at the end of the year for nothing. I I, I don't know. I, I well, so what? At least you tried. <sighs> what are you gonna get? I mean, Carmen? you got the best hitter on the market now. Now that Shohei's not going anywhere, you got the most then desirable you know hitter I on the market. I wouldn't want you to own my favorite team. <laughs> I wouldn't want you to. Is this how you teach the kids? If you're, if you're a little short, if you're a little short, don't worry about no, it. We're gonna get that, some new guys. <laughs> That haven't proved the damn thing. I'll name you all the White Sox players that some people, including you, projected for greatness. Well, who, who did I project for greatness? I've been listening for four years to everybody. Now nobody projected this team to do anything. I never picked the White Sox Tony to win the World Series. The <laughs> no, but you played them to make the play. We all picked them thought or thought they were making the play. Well, sure. I mean, Don't you would, be yeah. Denial. It was all Tony LaRusso's uh, fault. Now, now the chickens have come home to I'm roof. definitely uh, guilty of thinking that they were going to be a good competitive team for more than a year and a half. Yeah, yes, too. I'm guilty of that. But I never be. picked them to win the World Series. Well, what did you pick them for? If that wasn't uh, the case, I, I because, thought they were going to. I'll tell you, you're one of the few that didn't. Because I, I heard they were going to run this whole thing. No, I mean, I look. I thought they would. I listen. I certainly thought it would Don't be better be than denial. what we were. We were all up for what this we thing. were delivered. I mean, that's for sure. Well, you know that. Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's. I mean, last night I saw Team Pedro should be gone at oh, the end of the year. Oh, he's he's another one. I mean, he don't should even... be gone. They're not even playing hard. They don't play hard. I don't know what he brings to the table. Nothing. I don't know. I, I, I he it, sits in the dugout with his head on the on the on the, the banister there and just looks out. Going, I had my shot, but he may not. I mean, really, are we excited for next year? No, not at all. <laughs> not, this not at all. Been a, this has they, been. They won't spend money. They, yeah. they, they, they don't develop their prospects all that well. You know, unless they're ready-made I guys. I talked to a guy, uh, a friend of mine. He said he watches all the White Sox games and he listens. Uh, and he says Steve Stone doesn't even. So I watched it the other night. Stone, he's even like placated now. Well, the injuries and all the what. If, if it was the Steve Stone from 10 years ago, and he knows it. Because I know I, I once told Stone he used to be more honest. He got mad about it. We all did used to be more honest. But now it's like, you know what, everybody's giving up. Come on. Yeah, it's they they've it's they, bad, they've Tarp. drained the life out of everybody. I think that's part that's part of the problem. You know, it's like the. But you, now you got the Cubs, and we're here, and we should sell them, and we're right there, Carm. We're one series away. One good. Series I don't know. To, away. I, I just I think you have to do the. You Cubs. got a hundred games left. Don't you? Boy, with that rotation and with the way Strowman's going now, like I just don't but know how that's uh, any sort of viable playoff team. I oh just don't God. see it. 
boy, I'll tell you I just what. don't. Well, you haven't been watching since All-Star break. Yeah, they've been good. I mean, you they're also... see what they're, the Washington Nationals they're, they're also They're also beating up... Well, the, the, the Nationals were... Among, they're a 500 baseball team. They're 51 and 51. I mean, well, they're beating the they, White well, Sox, the Cardinals. Three, well, were they three weeks ago? The Nationals. We had them out of it three weeks ago. BB has them at 777 and a half. We were down. I said, we're finished there. We're getting, we need Texas. You know that. All of a sudden, we're in play there. Yeah, that one's a bad one. Uh, yeah, you're going to be in you play. You can never take anything for granted. And the thing that impressed me yesterday, uh, yesterday about the Cubs, they're laughing at the Cardinals in St. Louis when they had that beanball. Well, I don't understand what Michaelis was doing either. Oh. What, what, what? I mean, now now you're hitting, you're retaliating when uh, the batter accidentally, I don't oh, understand. Like, my what? God. And how could he be shocked that he was going to get thrown out of that game? What's wrong with Charlie Steiner? Hey, Charlie, come on. Oh, because he hurt. He hit you. You got to have the feel of the game. No, the feel of the game said if you do that, you're gone. I don't understand. Like, what were they thinking? The Cubs rolling in that division. But here's the deal, folks. And here's where Carm's probably right about this. Milwaukee's got an easy schedule in August. Yeah. And if you look at it, it's pretty damn easy. But. If the Cubs keep winning right now, like you said earlier, Carp, Ricketts is in a tough spot. I, I don't think he's going to have the stomach for it, maybe. You're you're probably right. He wants uh, to still win, I think. Look, he's got the money now from the sports book. It's all his. I know. I, it's Come all on. his, right? Right? Sign it's Bellinger. all his. Why? When, when, if the club sells one of these guys or trades one of these guys, these guys are all hopeful. Nico the other day says, I'd like to see us stay together. Mm-hmm. Bellinger goes, I got a special feeling about this team. So if you get rid of – see, the, according to what I see now, the 69 Cubs would have been broken up in 70 <laughs> after they bought. Santa would have been shuttered <laughs> off. They all would have been gone. That's, That's what I'm hearing. You're probably right. Keep the team together. <laughs> at least. But see, if they had the old playoff format, the 69 Cubs would have made it every oh, year. Oh, God, hell, hell yes. But they instead, would've... they would have sold in 70. Uh, now the way, oh, we got to get rid of them. Wait, wait, we, only, we almost won it. Oh, no, but yeah, but we did. So let's get some guys we never heard of for guys like Ron Santo and Ernie Banks. <laughs> you know that. Get some prospects for Santa and Banks. Yeah, I sit home um, and ponder this co- stuff. While you're co- <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, uh, fa- fascinating day yesterday in the big leagues with what Shohei did in Detroit. Let's yeah. talk to Luke Pergandy about that. And, you know, we've spent a lot of time just talking about how crazy the odds are and how uh, it looks like it's going to be a cakewalk for Shohei to MVP. What happened yesterday with the odds was, like, truly marvelous and um, sort of just incredible to sort of see happen after Shohei pulled off something that's never been done before in the history of baseball. So we'll talk about that with Luke. Uh, we got a little NFC breakdown for people oh. today. Mike and I looked at specifically the Bears division last week. I want to talk to Mike about a few of the uh, leading contenders uh, to win the NFC, some of their odds, some of their win totals, and some scheduling stuff about a few of the contenders in the NFC as we talk football with each and every week as we inch closer to the start of the 2023 NFL season. So we got a lot of fun stuff on the docket for this week's show. Don't go anywhere. We're just getting warmed up. And Luke Pergandy from PropSwap will join us when we come back next. We are The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco. The Odds Couple on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. 
Welcome back inside the Odds Couple. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco, every week with you here on the ESPN Chicago app. Encore replay this Saturday, tomorrow, uh, coming up at 10 a.m. But you can catch up on demand all weekend long with the free and easy-to-use uh, ESPN Chicago app. Another great app to have on your smartphone. It is also free, and you can make money by buying and selling sports wagers. Of course, it is the PropSwap app. You can also go to PropSwap.com. And every week, one of the founding members joins us. He is now with us on the CarX Tire and Auto guest hotline, Luke Pergandy. <laughs> hey, Carm. Hey, Mike. What's up, Luke? First and foremost, Brian Harmon, a winner. Uh, oh, we yeah. talked about it a little bit last week. A you know, John Rom made things interesting with that awesome Saturday. Weather got really bad uh, on Sunday, but uh, how was the weekend for you guys over at Prop Swap with the Brian Harmon win and all the tickets that were being bought and sold for the British Open? Yeah, yeah. So he was one hundred and seventy-five to one odds on you know Thursday morning before the thing started. So uh, a ton of people got those listed. He of course won the golf tournament. You know, like we said uh, on uh, on the show last week, like sell a ticket and then just go reinvest 90% of that sale price. And then you're leaving, you know, a total of 10% uh, of the collect amount on the table. So um, absolute long shot wins again. You know, of course, Wyndham Clark won yeah. the U S open. He was a hundred to one odds. I mean, it's, um, it's just a, yet another long shot story of, of why it's paying to bet long shots over the last few years. Yeah. I stayed with Harma, but this was weird. It, it goes from, I, I took them Friday at minus, uh, uh, 140. Then it goes to minus 170. Then it goes to minus 200. Okay, I see Rom after his round go to plus 500 for the next day. I wake up the next day, he's plus 700. I go, what happened? Why did he, uh, you know, they had money. I guess they must have maybe believed in Harmon or not. But I believe this happened when they started making fun of the guy. Or I guess, you know, it's not like the Masters where everybody's sort of classy. I guess they were saying you have no stones to win this thing. Right, yeah. And everything else. Ball busting and the guy. They were just beating the guy up. I saw <laughs> him on crazy. an interview saying I took a beating. And I think it helped. Uh, but, Luke, did you see anybody, like I said it last week, stay with Harmon? Or were they cashing in mostly? Uh, especially yeah. No. Oh, we absolutely. Yeah. Some some guys would would post the Harmon ticket at you know minus five hundred, and that was that was priced too high. It wouldn't sell. They held onto it and they cashed the thing. So yeah, people yep. toy with the marketplace. I think that's Good. kind of the beauty of the, yeah. the site is that you can set your own price as opposed to you know the cash out feature where you're forced right. to take the sports books price. So yeah, people were toying and seeing what would sell. If it did sell, you know, good for them. And, you know, maybe they rebet Harmon, maybe they didn't, but um, in a lot of situations, they would just price it, see what the market was willing to take and then take it out the yeah. marketplace. It's great when, uh, like you yeah, said, when long way. shots win that way. Where you, know, you compete. can do both. Yep. Uh, so yesterday, guys, uh, this was incredible in Detroit, right? Uh, the Angels sweep the doubleheader and Angels are obviously trying to convince Shohei to stay. They know they've got to make the playoffs for that to even be possible. So they're going to push for it. They're pushing all in. They make the trade for Giolito and Lopez. But uh, Shohei, a complete game one hitter in game one of the doubleheader, then two home runs in the second game. It's obviously never been done before in MLB history. His baseball reference war now when you combine his pitching and hitting is seven and a half with two months to go. The next closest player in the big leagues is at five. He is two and a half runs better than anybody else. It's absurd. He leads the AL in home runs, triples for crying out loud, walks, slugging percentage, OPS, OPS plus, and total bases. And at Bet G, uh, Bet GM, MGM, 
His MVP odds went from minus 1,000 to start the day yesterday to minus 10,000 at the end of the night. And I know we've kind of kicked this around about a month ago. Can he take a knee, Luke, at this point on MVP in the American League? I I would say yes. I mean, I'm looking at FanDuel. I don't even see the odds on the board. Points bet and FanDuel pulled them. Yeah, like it's, you can't even bet it. Can't bet FanDuel, it. You can't so. bet it. Um, yeah, I I think he is off the board. I mean, yep. we are selling. We were not selling many Angels tickets for most of the season. Obviously, you know, tried to have the injury, and even Shohei had a had a small injury like earlier this month. I want to say, or like, and he hadn't been pitching all that well yeah, the last couple true. of weeks. To be honest, he'd been pitching yeah. okay, but not for him. Um, but yeah, if it's any indication, like we are selling a flurry of Angels tickets all of a sudden. Uh-huh. So DraftKings has them at a hundred to one, the Angels win the World Series, but then every other book virtually is sixty to one. So you know, clearly maybe DraftKings is willing to take an edge. We're selling tickets at one hundred and twenty to one. I know people, I know customers that got the Angels at two hundred to one wow. earlier this season, so they're now selling at one hundred and twenty to one, wow. but. You know, huge shift. Like I said, every sports book besides one is now at sixty to one odds. Yeah. Angels win the World Series. They still got work to do. I know the, the Giolito thing. I, you know, this is interesting. According to uh, some statistic that they were reading off the TV, the Cubs have a thirty-seven percent chance of making the playoffs, while the Angels have only a 12% chance because of the competition in front of them right now. But I think them believing and the front office sending this message by that trade, I mean, it's no, they beat up on Detroit, but that had to jack them up that the front office believes in them. They yeah. win two games. I think it's interesting to watch this market. Like Luke said, all of a sudden, like a flurry of tickets being bought and sold. Yeah. And I can see why. Like there's, you know, the buzz now that they're going to keep Shohei and go for it. And you, you figure Trout at some point will be back, and they've, they've played pretty well since the All-Star break. I think it's an interesting team to follow, uh, especially if you have one. one when they were 200-1, to if you could start unloading some of those or even buy in now, if they can continue to play well and those odds come down, it's going to be interesting. I, I know that you could have had Shohei at the start of the year, Luke, to lead the league in home runs at like 40-1. to one. He's got 38 bombs. Mm. It's incredible. Yeah. That's a great point. That's another way. Yeah, we we always see the home run race. People like forget about the home run race. Like that is a very popular prop on props off. Like who will win yeah. the AL and NL home run race? We see it every year. Yeah. Um, so definitely something to be betting moving forward is that that uh, home run leader. What do we think in the AL East? Uh, Tampa's still the favorite, even though they're the second-place team, and it's a pretty tight race. Baltimore, you're not getting great odds at this point at plus 125. Uh, the Blue Jays at uh, about five and a half out or six to one. The Red Sox are playing really good baseball. They're, they're, all, playing good. they're all playing good in that division. They're a 30-to-1 long shot to win that division. What do we think is going to happen ultimately in the AL East? Yeah, a uh, ton of action on the Red Sox. I'm proud of I would say the two top teams over the last two weeks have been the Red Sox and the Angels. Um, just teams that are, you know, trying to get around the, the corner here with yeah. one third of the season left. There's still a ton of games left. There's yep. still, you know, like yeah. 55 games. So there's, there's plenty of, plenty of time to move here. Um, I tend to lean raise when I just don't trust the Orioles. Maybe that's just me being an old school guy who just hasn't seen, seen this team be successful in a super long time. So I still trust the Rays to edge that out. Um, Toronto at 6-1 yeah, I mean, is good. All, all yeah. six of those teams are, are, are excuse me, all five of those teams yep. are, are 
you know, possible contenders this year. Yeah, Jays at like six to one. You're right. Very it's kind of sneaky, you know, like uh, it's just a, it's a great division. You look at how bad the Central is. It's an embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that the, the Guardians uh, 52 and 51 or a game and a half out. You get, The Red Sox are 55 and 47. They're seven games out. It's crazy when you look at the totally. when you compare and contrast those two divisions right now. Luke, thanks as always, buddy. We love catching up. We'll talk to you again next Friday. Have a good weekend. Thanks, guys. You too. Oh, we love. That's our guy Luke Pergani from Prop Swap. Good stuff there. So check it out. Flurry of Angels tickets. He said. Being I bought still and sold. would not. And I said this today. I wouldn't trade Acuna for him uh, because it's a different situation out there. Atlanta's got a good enough team. Yeah, Atlanta's and Acuna's so a beast. He's awesome. He's, he's a beast. Look, he's like They're minus seven hundred, Mike. He's like yes. minus seven hundred to win NL MVP. That would you know. be a better race if they were both oh, yeah. in the same league. Oh yeah, for sure. Because this guy, he's going to have like I don't think he's going to hit forty home runs, but he's going to have a ton of stolen bases, close to forty home runs. Yeah, he's hitting in the three hundreds. Yeah, he, every time he gets on, it's an automatic double if he gets a single or a walk. So I mean, just a great, two great baseball players. He's got forty-eight stolen bases. Yeah, they're two fantastic players. Yep. You're right about that. Um, all right, as we've promised you, every show, every week, you know, we'll give you a little football, a little sampling of football because uh, I know everybody's starting to get excited. Teams reported to camp this week. We'll do a little breakdown with some of the top contenders of the NFC for you coming up next. Jim Miller's going to give us ponies later. And Mike and I went, I think we had a 4-0 weekend last week, right, Mike? Yeah, we went 4-0 last week, folks, including I had Brian Harmon for everybody from Friday all the way to Sunday. I said stick with them Mm -hmm. if you remember what I said because Luke and I had talked about either getting rid of the ticket or keeping it. I said keep it. You'll be happy about it. He got it done. You were 1-0. I won a couple. I won the bonus play with Carmen Yurk. I'll be on at 148. Yeah, love it. So We're on fire, baby. We'll try to sweep the board again <laughs> yep. with a few best plays in a little bit. Don't go anywhere. Some uh, football preview coming up. We are the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Every week, catch up on demand on the ESPN Chicago app. Follow Mike on Twitter. He's at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. Scary scene at Bengals camp yesterday. Joe Burrow carted off the field. Now, it looks like they dodged a bullet. They're calling it a calf strain, and he'll likely be ready for the start of the season. But anytime you see a player like Joe Burrow uh, on a non-contact, just sort of go to the ground and hold and start clutching that calf or that Achilles area, you want to talk about a fan base and an organization holding its collective breath, Mike. My God, he is your third choice for MVP here in the preseason right now. At about seven, seven and a half to one, Mahomes, pretty much the consensus favorite at plus 650. Then you're looking at most places, Josh Allen, about seven to one, Burrow again, maybe seven, seven and a half or eight to one. But uh, that's a scary sight for a fan base and an organization when someone like Joe, Gur- oh, Joe Burrow goes down. I went through with Gale Sayers. When oh, my he went God. down, I, I, I was depressed for, for two years because I was at that age. Mm. I loved the guy. Right. He went down like that. And then he came back and then uh, won the rushing title but never was the same. So right. I know exactly where you're coming from with that. I think everybody's had a favorite athlete go down. Look at Bo Jackson. You know, he was yep. going to be running for a long time. So it's that game. It's the type of game. And I always say that they don't practice enough. That's why you've seen, I think, more non-football related, I'm talking non-contact, about non-contact yeah. injuries than ever before. Because they just don't put the practice in that they used to. They're not Neanderthalic anymore, mm-hmm. which is good. 
But, you know, I just have said this, and I'll continue to say it, that things have gotten softer over the years in all the sports. That's why you see uh, people overseas like uh, the Joker and Giannis, and you see hockey players from overseas and golfers from Asia and, and, and other places. Uh, just much, much better, it seems like, or gotten along better than some of our own athletes because we are more worried about injuries, I think, because of the scale of salaries than yeah. ever before. And, and, and believe me, if, if I was a Cincinnati Bengal fan, my heart would have been in oh, my Can you imagine? I oh, mean, my really. God. Uh, I terrible. Yeah. Uh, when you look at MVP odds going into the NFL season, it's obviously just identifying the right quarterback if you can. Everybody knows that at this point. The first non-quarterback even on the board is Christian McCaffrey. You have to go all the way down to 65-1. to yeah. one. Justin Jefferson is 80-1. to one. The last running back to win the award was Adrian Peterson in 2012. Probably never see it happen again, to be quite no. honest. This is a quarterback award. You just got to... Try to identify the right one. Justin Herbert's 10 to 1. He got paid. It's time for him to really show out now. Lamar Jackson's 12 to 1. You know, Aaron Rodgers, who has won two of the last three, uh, is 14 to 1. Maybe I mean, a little Green interesting. He's off the charts now. Yeah. I can't. I mean, he's sleeping in Jets pajamas now. It's crazy. He's, got the, he's got the jersey on with this overcoat. I mean, he's I mean, he's showing absolute no regard for any kind of of, of like something bad could happen here. And I think, you know what, it's not going to be as easy as everybody's saying. I found it amazing that he's given up money. How about it? $35 million, Mike? He could have made a ton in Green Bay, lived cheaper, and wow. not given back anything like he did before. If you're a Green Bay Packer fan, you got to be laughing about this uh. because apparently he doesn't think the team's all that. If he's given, if Aaron Rodgers is given money back, he he's worried. He's worried. $35 million. That's incredible. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Let's look at uh, the NFC a little bit. We gave you a yeah, breakdown. I love the NFC. Right? We gave you a breakdown of the division, of the Bears division, the North, of course, last weekend. Looking at the NFC odds, we start with the Philadelphia Eagles, who are the favorites according to Las Vegas, to repeat as NFC champs. They're about a plus 260 favorite. Their total sits at 11.5, uh, over plus 105, under the 11.5, minus 130. And uh, while people may know, if you listen, I was all over the Eagles last year. Yeah. I would um, uh, bet. I haven't bet it yet. It might a be a bet I make. Change. little couch change. Maybe on the under. Uh, I see Philly maybe... Uh, winning 10 or 11 games, which would be an awesome season, and then your under-ticket would cash. They have a roughly league-average strength of schedule tough league. based off of the projected win total. Yeah, but they've got some tough trips. If you look at their yeah. schedule and the breakdown of it, Mike, they've got trips to the Rams, Jets, and Chiefs. They also play the Dolphins, Bills, and 49ers at home. They are a minus 6 in Warren Sharp's net rest edge metric, which is always an interesting one to watch. And Philly was 7-1 and one straight up in one-score games last year. Mike and I told you when we gave out the Vikings under last week, those types of things have a tendency to regress where you won't be quite as good the following year in all those one-score games. I think the Eagles are going to be great, but uh, I wouldn't mind placing a little wager on their under 11.5 at minus 130. Yeah, I buy that too, Carb. I mean, it's hard for the Super Bowl team the next year. I don't think they're going to repeat. That's just me. Yeah, They may, but if they do, good for them. I just don't see it. I think it's just a tough road to haul. Everything seemed to go right for them last year. I think their schedule fit in pretty good with them. Their coach is a very good coach. I love their players. They're nondescript. There's no one guy that thinks he's better than the other guy for the most part. It just seems like a good team. 
But uh, I, I hear everybody crowing about Dallas. I hear Prescott saying he's not going to throw 10 interceptions. Then they show him he threw one the other day in practice, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, I, I think there's a lot of boasting going on right now. But uh, I think the team that might have an issue, and I said it, has been the Giants. I, mm-hmm. I think that yeah. their schedule's tougher than the one. Last year's schedule was beautiful for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now you had the Barkley stuff taken care of, so to speak. Yep. So to speak, I know that they gave him a little more money, but they still feel disrespected in the National Football League, and the rules makers made the running back uh, replaceable by loosening the passing rules to the point where it was almost like flag football. I agree with you on the Giants, too, by the way. I, I think, yeah. like, uh, and I love Dable. I do, and I think I he's, a, he's like a quarterback I whisperer. love Danny Dimes. I, I think it's good for him, too, but I just I don't see it this year. Seven and a half for a team that and, did all that. And, and they're not sneaking up on anybody. Right, exactly. What does that tell you? And, right. they're, not, and they're not sneaking up and on And I'm worried anybody. about the Bears for something that we talked about. I said I liked the over last week at seven and a half. Then I started looking at things. Do you know the one thing stopping them from getting the over would be an injury to Fields? And who's susceptible to injury? The running quarterback, the running quarterback. I believe, more sure. than anybody. Yeah. And who's the – is Peterman still the quarterback? Well, I think P.J. Uh, PJ Walker will, will be the backup ultimately. Then you got a problem. <laughs> Usually you do. Right? you got to go mean, to that backup for too long. The Bears have never coveted the, the second – well, the first quarterback for the most part. <laughs> right, exactly. Right? Yeah. We have trouble we've had, finding one. We've had enough trouble with that one, yeah. for crying out loud. Yeah. Uh, the next choice in the NFC in the odds, the 49ers. We've got good news about Brock Purdy this week. They're 4-1. to one. Ten and a half wow. is their total. Over minus 145, under plus 115. So juiced to the over 10.5 here. Uh, San Fran's got uh, an easier-than-average strength of schedule based yep. off of the projected win total. But and the division, maybe. You know what, I think— I mean, the Rams aren't going to be all that, right? Unless they come back. I don't know. I mean, can the Rams bounce back with a healthy Stafford, Cup, and Donald? Think about that. Their yeah. three best players were hurt last year. I agree. The 49ers have the worst net rest edge in the NFL at a minus 20. They've got a particularly tough stretch out of their bye in Week 9. They play— at Jayville, they'll get a home game against Tampa, then at Seattle on a Thursday night, followed by a trip to Philly. So they got a tough schedule, and they're going to play a tougher than average uh, strength of schedule in terms of defenses that they'll have to face this year, harder than they had to face last year. Boy, to f- they're talking up Jacksonville big, Carm. Almost too big at too times. Big. Uh, exactly because I saw something I couldn't believe this. Uh, uh, rating servers had Justin Fields this year higher than Trevor Lawrence. That's hard for me to believe. At this the point. top 100. Yes, a- that's a- it. As voted on by the players, had Fields wow. like 10 spots higher than Lawrence. Oh. That was surprising. Uh, that's surprising, but you know what? I, I hear a lot of Jacksonville hype, and maybe there's some Trevor Lawrence hate in this, but uh, the Justin Field love, there's, like I've said, the most important games, eight games, maybe in his career coming up. We know the betting, you know, how these betting markets work. Obviously, the, sure. the totals or the odds are, you know, reflective of the kind of handle and the kind of exposure that a book's going to have. And the Bears are so public, and the Bears are always going to uh, attract a lot of money. Fields and Lawrence are both 15 to 1 to be MVP. Wow. Just to, to even speak and to I what you're talking about. I wouldn't put my about. money on either one, to be honest. I but, wouldn't either. But couch change, why not? Yeah, I wouldn't little, either. Not, I mean, don't step. 
you can't go crazy because it really that's what they are. Long shots, yeah. fifteen to one. Mike mentioned the Cowboys; they're your third choice for wow. the NFC at six to one total, Every sitting at nine and a half. Every year since the nineties, I've been hearing this. I know, Mike, and Come I tell on. you, we've talked about it. I, I, I do not like Mike McCarthy as a head coach. That said, I don't said, mind him, but I don't. You know, love them. They've you know? they've gone twelve and five in each of the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. They've led the NFL in takeaways each of the last two years, which is rare. Turnover regression Westcott's is been a real problem at times, but he's had great years too. It's crazy. He's had great stretches for yes, sure. Not complete, you know. Yeah. Hey, he says he's going to be all that this year, so maybe it's a good bet. You know, like he believes. I can't believe I'm saying it, but you're I, growing with the Eagles that you, that are coming back with a full compliment. Man, I don't I know. know. I kind of I, I can't believe I'm saying it, but I kind of like the Cowboys over um, over nine and a half. It's like it's really heavy juice. It's, it's north of a dollar so fifty to take the nine and a half over. I know, right? And it's uh, like. Should I, I, I don't think I'd do it. Should either. I tread lightly? You're right. I yeah, mean, it's really lightly. juice to the over. It's out to minus 160. What is Chico? What's the what? what? It's not going to be the commander who's looking for another name change. Yeah, they're going to change again, aren't they? Yeah. I think they're, they're going to go back. Just go back, please, because that's the way it is. That's life. What are you going to do? Well, what are I, don't, I don't know what a good what, the generals. I don't know what are you going to. I don't know what a good name is for them. Uh, you know, but they're uh, they're looking for another one though. Well, you know what? At least now, I mean, they were eight and eight last year. What do you think of them? They've been very under the radar. Division too tough. That division is tough. I think they're the third best team. You're right. I think and it's last tough. Last year they showed a little bit, and the Pullman had a couple tough losses. They didn't get the 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 the, the wins, the close wins that other teams got. I tell you, I still like their defense, and I, I like do. their skill position, guys, but I don't know that I trust They're them enough. They're a sleeper, maybe. Yeah. Maybe one of the surprise teams. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, when we come back, we're going to get some ponies from Jim Miller, and we will give you uh, some best bets going into the weekend. So we got big meets going on. Saratoga's going on, Delmar. So uh, we'll see what Jimmy's got for everybody in terms of ponies and where you could wager and make some money this weekend, and then best plays from Mike and I. So don't go anywhere, folks. We are coming right back. We are the odds couple. Presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. On ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch on this edition of The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Every week we get some ponies from one of the best handicappers in the business. Got some big-time meets going on uh, this time of year every summer, including Saratoga. I know Eddie O's been all over the races at Saratoga. Let's see if Jimmy can uh, pick a winner for us this weekend. He always does. The expert handicapper from Hawthorne Racecourse joins us now on the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. It is Jim Miller. Jimmy! Boys, I'll tell you, the the focus kind of needs to be on Saratoga and Del Mar at this time of year because with the heat coming through, there's a whole lot of places that have been canceling. So Mm. these are two tracks that you know are going to go, Saratoga and upstate New York, Del Mar out on the coast, and it is. It's great racing at this time of year. And with that being said, the focus really should be at those racetracks anyway. We're going to get a little bit of a break from this heat and humidity, it sounds like, after this front moves through tonight. I mean, today's going to be excruciating. They're saying heat indexes or heat indices north of... 100 today. How do you guys uh, handle the weekend? Uh, Come Sunday, will it be a little bit nicer? And is there racing on Sunday, Jimmy? 
Yeah, Sunday it'll definitely be a little bit nicer. But like you mentioned, you kind of have to be able to adjust and adjust on the fly to the uh, heat. We did so at Hawthorne this past week on Wednesday and Thursday because we moved our post times back by about three hours. Mm. And we have the ability to do that with having the lights at the racetrack. So it was able to cool off a little bit more. The racing was a little bit later in the evening, but it was so much better for the horses. We were able to get through both of those cards. It was great fan support, too, but it was something where really racetracks have one of two choices. You either have the ability to make that adjustment or you have to cancel the races. So we were fortunate that we were able to make that adjustment. If you have ownership that's concerned about the heat and you guys aren't that concerned, do they usually leave that in your trust or can they scratch their horses? That's up to them. What they want to do, how does that work out, Jimmy? Are there calls from the owners before the races start and stuff like that? So what we always do whenever it comes to a horse safety issue, Mike, we always allow horsemen to scratch their horse without any penalty if they feel that's in the best interest of the horse. So when it comes to the heat like this, some horses sweat a little bit more than others, just like an athlete, and they don't handle the heat as well. So we'll allow them to say, hey, I want to come out with this racehorse. I'll probably be right back in the entries in the next week or two. But it doesn't come with any type of penalty or anything like that because for us, it's always going to be more important to have that horse available to race down the road instead of trying to put it out there in conditions where it may not be able to perform at its best. Got it. All right, so where are we wagering this weekend, Jimmy? Hey, guys, it's coast-to-coast coast this weekend. So there's a big race at Saratoga, two big races at Del Mar, all on Saturday. Going to bet them all across the board because they're prices. So Saratoga race number 10 is the Jim Dandy. There's very good horses in here. Horses that you guys have seen in the Derby and the other Triple Crown races. Going to bet the one, Disarm, across the board. This horse is 6-1. to one. It was fourth in the Derby. Coming back in this spot and should be a really nice price. And then go to Del Mar. Race number eight is the San Diego Handicap. Bet the one, Slow Down Andy at 5-1 to one across the board. A horse that should stalk a heated pace. And then Del Mar race 10 is the Bing Crosby. This is a great sprint hey, race. Boom, We're going to bet the 10 American Theorem across the board. Another one that sits at 6-1 to one in the morning line. What number horse was that in the 10 race, Jimmy? The 10th race, the 10 horse. 10 horse. Okay, so we're going to start at Saratoga, race 10. That's the Jim Dandy. The one horse, uh, disarm across the board. Then out on the West Coast at Del Mar, race 8, the one horse across the board. And race 10, the 10 horse across the board. Is that right? That's right, boys. Let's make some money. Sounds good, buddy. We appreciate it, Jimmy. We'll talk to you next week. All right, you got it, guys. Good luck. Jimmy! There he is, at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. Make How sure do you, you like follow that? Him. The Bing Crosby. There you go, the Bing Crosby. Oh, yeah, two fans. Jim Dandy, big time. Yeah. Uh, all right, a couple things here as we get yeah. ready to wrap and give everybody some best plays. We'll see how the weather um, potentially wreaks havoc here with White Sox and Guardians tonight, game two of that series. The only thing I would say, if you want to lean, is continue with this heat and humidity is to look over. Uh, the, uh, all yeah. three games this week have gone over the total. You had a nine and a half, a nine, and a seven and a half. They have all gone over. The White Sox pitching right now is kind of a mess, too. And uh, that ball, we know when it's hot and humid jumps. Again, we'll see. We're yeah. supposed to get a pretty severe round of storms, maybe starting around 7 o'clock. If the White Sox can get that game in before this front moves through and it's 90 degrees at first pitch, I kind of like the over 10. Uh, odds makers have adjusted a little bit. It is 10 for tonight's game between the Guardians and the White Sox. No line yet as we tape on the Cub game because I don't think the Cubs have officially announced a starter yet, but, boy, they are rolling, as we talked about early in the show. The Cubs have won, what, six straight now and I think yeah. seven out of eight, so they are and really rolling. And if you can't, folks, let's let you know, I want the news services and all the media. Get off the Otani Babe Ruth thing, please. Please, don't start comparing these two guys. Let Leave them alone. Yeah, it's... Let, Enough is enough. I'm going to just give everybody a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to tour, me and Carmen. 
time. It's going to be the Babe Ruth tour. And what it's going to be is you're going to actually re- live three days like he did. You're, we're, going to, we're going to go from Chicago to New York by train. By train. It takes 16 hours, okay? <laughs> then we're going to stay at the Waldorf Astoria where they didn't have air conditioning until 1940, okay? So if you saw the Great Gatsby, you'll have uh, pools of ice with fans blowing on you. Then you're going to wear a flannel uh, right, yeah. suit Head to and toe. flannel uniforms for the, and the same uniform for three days, okay? And then suits. you got to wear a suit. Uh, a three-piece uh, flannel right. suit, for crying right. out loud. Right. And then and then you remember this. The baseball back it was called the dead ball era. They had a hard piece of rubber cork. It barely got over the infield, okay? Well, now today's baseball's got actual cork in it that makes it fly like the moon. So, please, he hit 342 lifetime. Otani's hitting 298 lifetime. The Bambino... I mean, come on, folks. You want to get crazy here, Carm? I'm sorry. He had a, a 94 and 46 record as a pitcher with 2.28, 37 and 19 for Otani, 3.08. Let them both live, right, Carm? I, I, I do. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. You're talking about it's a crazy. century apart. I mean, it, it, it's very hard to compare these areas. When they I, couldn't hit 29 home runs as a team, somebody. I, I just like the idea of us getting dressed up in three-piece flannel Imagine suits, that? getting on a uh, getting on a train to go from Chicago to New York for 16 hours with the odds <laughs> couple trip. That's what it would be. Take and listeners. We watch a game with a base. Oh, and then we got to get there in cars from 1940 uh, in 90 degree heat with no air conditioning. It's too funny. I mean, come on. Well, what are we? Uh, what are we thinking for best plays? We had a, we swept the board last week. Yeah. Let's do it again. Four and zero last week. What do we like for best plays, Mike? You know, no, we're not hiding either. We were 45 percent the four weeks before. That, right. Folks. It just was. It was just a tough road, but we come back with four. No, look, I don't know what's going on with the Yankees, and uh, you know they're favored heavily tonight. I like uh, the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, getting uh, I'll buy the run and a half at minus one fifty-five against Cole. I think okay. they're a good ball club, and I also like the un, I, I, the total in that game. But you got it right, Carm. I kind of like the over in this game, and I'll good. just tell you why here real quick. And, okay. and and I agree with Mike on on Baltimore tonight. I like the angle. Look, uh, Garrett like Cole. The run, I don't like. I don't want to take the odds, Carmis. It's like they're do Baltimore uh, on the run line. I like it. Well, yeah, because they're plus one fifteen. Yeah. if you want, but they could lose by one. Yep. You know? Yeah, I, and look, it's Cole versus Grayson Rodriguez. We right. we know Grayson's probably going to be just fine. He's a, a, one of the best prospects in baseball, right. but. Let's face it, he's got an ERA near seven. Uh, Cole's awesome, but the the Orioles did score some runs on him. I think it was five earned runs in five innings in uh, their first meeting back in May. Aaron Judge now is officially back in the lineup tonight. We know how much more potent that uh, offense is when a judge is in the lineup. The last five games in Camden have all gone over. I like over eight and a half tonight. Five, uh, let's call it a 6-4 you know, Baltimore win, a 5-4 Baltimore win, however you slice it. I think nine. I think we get to nine in that game tonight with the pitching matchup and with Judge coming back. So I like the over in that game tonight. Plus, Otani goes to bed by 930, <laughs> and Babe Ruth did nothing but drink until 3 in the morning. I mean, be honest about it. Let's go crazy. So and great. by the way, this is special for everybody out there. You Back in the 20s when they made the baseballs, new, no two baseballs were identical like today. Well, no, there was no quality control back nothing. then. Nothing. Nothing. So leave it alone. There you go. Any other best plays? No, that's it, All baby. right, beautiful. I had to get on my soapbox. Thanks to our guy, Brendan <laughs> Riley, for producing the show today. Uh, thank you to Jim Miller, yeah. and thank you to Luke Pergani for joining us, as always, and our great presenting sponsor, Circa Resort and Casino. Mikey, great stuff, everybody. Uh, have a wonderful weekend. Happy wagering. Beat the heat as best you can, and we'll talk again next Friday. So long, everybody. 
This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000.